Good oral health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable, and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body, and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more, and we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey, and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are, because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy. Because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. It's all a bunch of hocus pocus. What does hocus pocus even mean? It's a metaphor for nonsense or sham used especially to cloak deception. The main message expressed here is that you're never too old to believe in the impossible and good always conquers evil. Though it's not the most unique message. Where did the expression hocus pocus come from? The word hocus pocus originally came from magic shows. In fact, it's fake Latin, probably copied from the Latin invocation, hoc est corpus meum, this is my body, which is why I felt this was a great topic for Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. We've been talking about our body, taking ownership, who to trust with their healthcare needs, and what your habits and beliefs are. There are going to be people who listen to me talk about airway, breathing, mouth health, and myofunctional therapy and feel it's all a bunch of witchery. I've been there. You just heard about this random therapy. It seems to have come from nowhere. Your head is spinning. You want a second opinion. Absolutely something to Google away your concerns. The two most common Google searches regarding the subject is myofunctional therapy legit and is myofunctional therapy a scam? There's nothing wrong with skepticism. It's a quality that protects us from harm, but can also be keeping us away from the help that we may need and deserve, mostly because it's new and different. We may have never heard of it before. People need to hear things seven or more times before they trust the source. There are times when myofunctional therapy can be considered a scam because it's been misrepresented in a sales pitch or shown no results. It's always best to start with the basics. So let's address myofunctional therapy as a new treatment modality. Myofunctional therapy is like having physical therapy or a personal trainer for all the muscles below your eyes and above your shoulders. It utilizes various exercises and activities to help maintain a patient establish proper oral resting posture and tongue function using what your body already has. As a myofunctional therapist, I do exercises every day with my patients. Have I seen it fail? Of course I have. Yet not when the plan is followed as recommended. Nothing is ever truly guaranteed, even when you think it is. Like anything in life, you get out of it what you put into it. Knowing when to integrate myofunctional therapy can be challenging. It's critical to get you to the wellness goals you're hoping to achieve. Can it be effective enough to produce results? With numerous considerations and conflicting views, it's understandable that we would want to know if oral facial myofunctional therapy is a viable treatment option. Once you begin to fall down the rabbit hole of learning the various impacts poor tongue posture, tongue tie, and oral dysfunction can have on digestion, breathing, and wellness, it's hard to feel that myofunctional therapy is not necessary. Now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. Many people do suffer from oral facial myofunctional disorders thanks to our societal evolution into processed foods, bottle feeding, lack of infant movement, and the effect they have on growth and development. 
All things have an impact on our bodies and they compound as we age. The frequent congestion, ear, throat, sinus infection, poor sleep, mouth breathing, tongue thrust have become intolerable. Have you heard about myofunctional therapy as a treatment option that could provide relief? If not, we're going to talk about it now. If you have heard about it, now what? Many people need therapy, but the only way to determine if you need it is to be assessed by simply having a consultation with a myofunctional therapist. Or you could use a definitive assessment to verify the need and validate your concerns. Many therapists offer free consultations to discuss whether myofunctional therapy will be the best, most effective route for you or a loved one. There are five A's in airway obstruction. An obstructed or narrow airway has many consequences. Breathing is essential and any obstacle is detrimental to our mental and physical health. Most frequently, people suffering from narrow airways will experience one of these five symptoms. Asthma, anxiety, allergies, ADHD, or apnea. Asthma and asthma-like symptoms are directly related to airway issues. Modern medicine would typically treat wheezing and attacks with medications. However, many people have successfully treated their asthma with a combination of myofunctional therapy, dental appliances, and breathing exercises. Widening of the dental arches and conjunction with nasal breathing have brought relief to many people who suffer from asthma-like symptoms. Anxiety has long been linked to breathing and meditation. An oxygenated body is a calm body. Mouth breathing diminishes the quality of oxygen to your body and often creates an environment that narrows the airway. Nasal breathing allows air to be warmed, filtered, and humidified prior to reaching your lungs. Many anxiety sufferers have reduced or sometimes eliminated attacks by learning nasal breathing. Allergies plague many of us, and it seems the number of allergens are increasing rapidly. Congestion, sinus inflammation, and post-nasal drip that occur from seasonal environmental allergies are often a result of a narrowed airway, especially in cases where people suffer year-long allergies. If you experience any of the five A's of airway obstruction, myofunctional therapy might be a great treatment option. ADHD and apnea. Usually together, 95% of patients with sleep apnea have attention deficits that are misdiagnosed as ADHD. Myofunctional therapy has been studying and proven effective at reducing obstructive sleep apnea and snoring, along with ADHD. There's a one-minute breathing test that might help you determine whether myofunctional therapy is necessary for you. In order to do this test, sit upright in a chair with your feet flat on the floor. Take a deep breath in. Notice whether you're using your mouth or your nose. Were your lips sealed? Where was your tongue? Did you feel like you were breathing with your chest or your belly? Now repeat this test. But this time, put your tongue on the roof of your mouth, just behind your teeth, and inhale through your nose and exhale through your nose exclusively. Can you even breathe through your nose without opening your mouth? Compare the two tests. If you used your mouth, did you have your tongue pressed up against your teeth or on the roof of your mouth? If you had your tongue resting low, your mouth open, or you couldn't breathe through your nose and had to open your mouth, myofunctional therapy is something that you could benefit from. My mom always said, it's always better if you can see things on paper. Our airway assessment has a slew of common symptoms associated with a dysfunctional airway. It's simple, free, and does not require an email address to opt in. Take our online assessment to see how many symptoms you experience that you might not have known were linked. You may be aware that airway-centered disorders involve a series of problems that impact breathing. Poor breathing, especially during sleep, increase your risk of sleep disorders, Alzheimer's, 
asthma, ADHD, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, depression, acid reflux, and many other health concerns. In children, mouth breathing can create a lasting negative impact on childhood growth, cranial facial development, learning, and behavior. Healthcare is continuously evolving, and with new innovations, people are living longer. The problem is they're not necessarily living healthier. Some are. I did a podcast on lifespan versus health span. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's very interesting. Traditional wait and see treating the symptoms management for airway center disorders are now placed in the preventative healthcare alternatives. It's not mainstream. Western medicine, so these disorders sometimes go undiagnosed. We're not all the same, yet we're all human. We bleed the same. We share the same basic needs for survival. However, when it comes to health, we should not forget that we are individuals with different variables that should be accounted for. Diet, exercise, genetics, various disorders, deficiency, exposure to sunlight, climate, conditions. The list goes on with all the factors that impact our health as individuals. Access to healthcare has become a nationwide issue with affordability being the biggest challenge. Unfortunately, with healthcare costs, and the amount of uninsured or underinsured, it's actually on the rise. It's increasingly apparent with alternative treatments, including airway, they are a privilege. Inflation is the word of 2022. Gas prices were sky high. And we've also seen prices rise for many products and services. It's almost more affordable to purchase a cow than to buy a gallon of milk these days. There's not a lot of money for unnecessary treatments and services. Myofunctional therapy is no exception. Studies repeatedly demonstrate that uninsured people are less likely than those with insurance to receive preventative care and services for major health and chronic issues. It's important for you as a patient to ensure your needs are being met by our healthcare system. I definitely experienced the gaps in healthcare over the past two years during COVID and cancer. With my recent cancer diagnosis, it's been a challenge these days to find providers to treat you as an individual and not treating insurances and protocols. What will the insurance pay for? I know that when I had my insurance, there's a test called an ONC score that actually lets you know if your particular cancer is susceptible to chemo and radiation. And they didn't automatically run that test. I had to beg for it. And I said I wasn't going to do chemo or radiation until they took that test. And the hospital said, well, it's $4,000. We're not going to run it because your insurance company doesn't pay for it. I said, you've billed my insurance company over $100,000 right now and I have to pay out of pocket. If this test for $4,000 is going to tell me that I don't need chemo or radiation because it's not going to work, why would I put my body through that? Run the test. And so they ran the test. If your ox score is above a 20, then chemo and radiation will help your tumor. But if it's a below a 20, it's probably not going to be beneficial. And if you do the chemo and radiation and your cancer comes back, you can't have it again in that same area. My score was an 11. Had I not been my own healthcare advocate, I would have had chemo and radiation unnecessarily. There are many people that have lack of access to healthcare services. We're looking for ways to transform healthcare to serve people better and increase their access to care. I definitely went outside traditional healthcare and sought alternatives to care after what I experienced. Fortunately, I was in a place where I knew what questions to ask, how to fight for it, how to find an advocate for the hospital, and I was able to afford the type of care that I was seeking. I look forward to sharing the process and the journey 
and how we're going to be able to help you meet your needs moving forward. What action steps you can take so you can take ownership of your health. Healthcare is a billion dollar industry. A significant portion of care is now being provided virtually and sometimes even more efficiently. While they aren't the same as in-person visits, they are effective. After my cancer, I had two visits that were telehealth, one with the cancer doctor and one with the radiation oncologist. For me, they worked really well in a crucial time. Video and telephone visits are now more common in a lot of settings. Not only are they more convenient for patients, they improve the quality of healthcare, reducing the barriers and access to care, like transportation, having to take time off of work, finding someone for daycare, or paying for parking. They might also be easier for people who have disabilities, lower income, are older and don't want to leave the house. Telehealth options are definitely going to be the wave of the future. Most insurance plans cover telehealth visits. It's important to ask questions before you seek this type of care. Telehealth options and alternative care are helping an already burned in healthcare system by reducing the patient's ability to get access to care. Many Americans say that they have put off treatment for serious medical conditions over the past two years, especially because they're paying more just to have insurance, working harder for the increased cost in order to meet their deductible and the portion that's not covered by insurance. There's a wide range of reasons that people are putting off seeking healthcare treatments. Lack of time, lack of money, trust are the main reasons people say they put off healthcare. Healthcare is definitely a burden amongst most Americans. A Gallup poll said 63% of Americans describe our U.S. healthcare system as being in a state of crisis. And people actually don't trust the healthcare system the way that they used to. Prescription drugs are a large part of the cost for Medicare, and they projected spending $116 billion in prescription drugs alone in 2019. The bottom line is after paying steep health insurance premiums, in some cases funding your own medical spending account, Americans are still left with large deductibles and co-pays that inhibit them from visiting the doctor or different medical symptoms which prevent them from seeking treatment. And it's more related to a quality of care they receive. There's a lot of anxiety related to healthcare costs and being worried about personal finances. The U.S. healthcare system used to be among the best in the world. Not sure that that is the perception anymore. Americans reported borrowing an estimated $88 billion to pay for healthcare. They're tapping into their long-term savings and retirement funds to a tune of $126 billion just to pay for healthcare. So we're working all of our lives to be retired and then spending our retirement on healthcare. The younger generation is not accepting this. They don't want to repeat what their parents and grandparents are doing now. And they're predicting healthcare costs are going to continue to increase over the next two years. An overwhelming majority of Americans believe the government is not doing enough to ensure prescription drugs and healthcare costs remain affordable. Americans have little faith in our government and our healthcare system. I believe more and more people are going outside of the system while alternatives that will work instead of paying for a pill for every ill that are actually leaving them with more side effects than what they're trying to treat. My option was to do nothing, have the cancer cut out, burned out, or poisoned. I didn't like any of those options, but I was also afraid it would spread. So I opted for cutting it out. I wish I had done more research and I had more knowledge before making my decision, but I was afraid. I was afraid it would spread and there would be a risk of more pain from not seeking treatment. It's important we get as much information as we can 
and then be able to make an informed decision before we decide how to go forward with treatment. When seeking alternatives related to healthcare, it's important we start as early as we can with our kids with prevention. So maybe they don't have to worry about rising healthcare costs. If I had known that there were blood tests that I could do that would tell me what my cancer markers were years before I did this, I would have started doing those when I was in my 20s. I've already started doing those numbers for my daughter. It will take changing habits now for it to have an effect on our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. I love myofunctional therapy, but it's not an overall wellness program. It can facilitate a method for the body to aid in its own healing and impact certain aspects of health. I've seen it make great changes in the lives of many patients. Everyone makes many changes in their path to wellness. If every rock was not turned over, maybe there would be factors that our body or life are unknown contributing to our pain, posture, sleep, and poor health. I turned over as many rocks as I could. Whether it's change around habits, lifestyle, diet, financial, work, or otherwise, it's never just one modality alone that alters life. It's important to collaborate with other modalities and specialists in your journey for health. Myofunctional therapy is not the answer to everything, but it is amazing and wonderful and many times life-changing, but it's never the sole thing that plays a role in recovery and wellness. Does it work? Absolutely. When it's done right and you choose the providers wisely, oral myofunctional therapy disorders are not the only reason why you might be experiencing headaches, fatigue, excessive gas, grinding, acid reflux, neck pain, back pain, bedwetting. Take the same symptoms to anyone else in another modality of treatment and they will claim something different is the source of your issues and they can help you. We have not advanced to crystal ball diagnosis and waving a magic wand and making you feel better. Providers do the best with the knowledge that they have and the information that you give them. That's why it takes a team of interdisciplinary healthcare providers to successfully address the many manifestations that airway-centered disorders can cause. A dentist or orthodontist can address the crowded misaligned teeth and gum disease. An ENT can address ear infection, tongue ties, deviated septums, swollen tonsils, adenoids, sinus issues. A craniosacral therapist and osteopath body worker can assist you in relieving tension with fascia. A speech therapist, occupational therapist, OT, physical therapist can address feeding, speech, sensory or motor problems. Last but not least, a myofunctional therapist can address oral function, compensations, and dysfunction. Each provider plays an, an integral role in managing various aspects of possible presentations of symptoms. This is not a complete list of providers that you might need to collaborate with for optimal health, but it is a start. You might not eat all, all of these. You might need more. It just depends on your situation and how long it has gone. The cost of myofunctional therapy varies between providers and it's rarely covered by your insurance leaving many with the bulk of cost of many services necessary in order to have optimal outcomes. Increasing the concern is the reality that less than 1% of eligible healthcare professionals have been informed, properly educated, and made capable of adequately treating all of these disorders. For a dentist, physician, dental hygienist, accessibility will continue to be a problem in the foreseen future. However, we can combat that by working together, educating ourselves in all options, and share the things we learn to expand our knowledge. The more we know as a collective, the less we can be held down by the restraints of lack of information. The budget you have available to you in addressing your needs when assessing and treating airway disorders 
is also an essential consideration. If your budget is tight, consider working with one member of the team at a time, which one is important for where you are right now. Or you can delay treatment while you save. Alternatively, consider working independently if you have sensory issues or difficulty learning without physical instruction. You can Google and YouTube a lot of these things, which will help you gain more access and you don't have to pay for these things while you're learning and deciding which way is best for you. Regardless of which method or provider you choose, ensure that you make a decision to seek treatment in the manner that serves you, your family, and your budget to access alternative possibilities for long-term solutions. Prioritizing treatment options, especially when you are on a budget, is essential to making care affordable. Myofunctional therapy may be one of several modalities to treat your problem. There are several instances it can be delayed with no harm. If you need pedal expansions, often fill the area of the roof of your mouth and then your tongue won't be able to rest up there. For that reason, delaying treatment of myofunctional therapy might be your best option. No harm will happen if you delay the function in order to expand, but sometimes they all go together. So again, it's going to depend on each individual circumstance of which is going to come first. When surgical procedures are necessary in the head or neck region, sometimes it's beneficial in order to have myofunctional therapy success. Therapy is necessary prior to a tongue release and is actually preferred both before and after if you have a tongue tie and prior to a maxillomandibular advancement surgery known as MMA. However, other surgeries such as turbinate reduction, tonsillectomy, myofunctional therapy is often done after these in order to have a best outcome. It can be likened to physical therapy required after a major surgery. When I had my double mastectomy, I needed physical therapy after to stretch the muscles and to disrupt the scar tissue. So myofunctional therapy can also help where sometimes you had blockages after you have the surgery done, especially in a tongue tie release you want before and after. And if you have sleep apnea, severe sleep apnea, myofunctional therapy has been researched to be effective in mild or moderate sleep apnea. But in severe cases of sleep apnea, sometimes these medical treatments actually can make the case worse. So there would be little or no benefit to pursuing myofunctional therapy if you were diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. And sometimes you have to have surgery in order to help that, especially if you can't breathe. So when would you require myofunctional therapy? There is usually never a dire need for myofunctional therapy. However, there are some cases where I can just look at someone and tell that they could benefit from myofunctional therapy. And then it's been quite a time or no one has addressed their issues. You need to know myofunctional therapy should not be delayed if you experience any of these things, a tongue tie, or you're going to undergo a release of a tongue tie. If you have snoring that's keeping your loved ones up at night, if you're unable to maintain your lips closed when relaxed, if you're actively undergoing orthodontic treatment and you don't want to relapse, especially if you push your tongue forward when you swallow, and if you're not wearing your retainers. If you're over five years old and still using a pacifier, thumb sucking, nail biting, you chew on your clothes or put different objects in your mouth, you're biting your lip or you're sucking on your tongue, or if you glide or clench your teeth or have bleeding gums. Generally, when you're a mouth breather, the gums in the front will bleed easily, especially when you brush, because when you breathe during the day and at night, it dries off all those tissues. So bleeding gums in the front are a sign that you're a mouth breather and you're definitely going to want to seek myofunctional therapy. Myofunctional therapy does not have to be a non-essential expense. 
It's a very effective treatment and can help boost your health and wellness naturally by optimizing your own body's oral function. It's critical to speak with a therapist to determine if your specific needs can have value from it. If you need to pursue alternative routes, you can contact us to schedule a free consultation and get started on your journey towards wellness. The main message that I want to express here is that you're never too old to believe in the impossible. It's not just a bunch of hocus pocus, especially if you need help or if conventional healthcare is not working for you. I didn't have luck with a lot of conventional healthcare, and that's why I sought alternative treatments for my daughter. We saw several doctors because she was breaking out in hives and no one could figure out why, and it ended up being something called cold uticaria. Most Western doctors had never even heard of this. I sought help from a chiropractor and a specialist, and he knew right away when he saw her what it was, and they gave her special herbs to help her stop breaking out in hives when she got cold. She still does, but it has gotten better. And some people say that she will outgrow it. But it was something that most Western doctors that I took her to had no idea what it was. Same thing with her dark circles under her eyes and not sleeping. Al told me she needed medications for ADHD. Well, as a mom, I knew she was sleep deprived. She only acted this way when she was tired. I'm like, she seems like she's sleeping, but she's also really tired. She can't focus. She's acting out. She's crying. She's yelling at me. Like, I don't know what's wrong. And I feel like a terrible mom. And again, so sometimes not all doctors know what's going on with your kids. And we're really quick to give our kids a pill to solve all their problems. But an ADHD medication was not going to solve her underlying issue, which was her mouth breathing and her sleep disordered breathing. She wasn't sleeping. And I am grateful that I ask questions and that when something doesn't feel right to me, I listen to that voice that tells me, no, that's not true. Don't believe that. And so I just kept going to doctor and doctor and provider and provider until I found someone who helped us get the answers to what we were looking for. So all of this alternative medicine is not a bunch of hocus pocus. And I urge you to listen to your instincts, to seek other treatment, to seek alternative treatment, ask questions, and don't just take the answers if it doesn't seem right to you. And you know it's just really important. Your beliefs are everything and you have to go with what you believe. And you're usually not wrong especially your gut. It's never wrong. So you guys know that a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a happy, healthy life. I hope this was helpful. Thanks for listening and happy Halloween. Until next time. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.